Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Left Look. Welcome back. It is the week of October 13th, 2022. We, we've got a brand new theme song. We are now in compliance with the law. I well, mean, we not- were all- I think we, we were always good because we weren't monetizing the show, but, you know, we plan to eventually, right? Yeah. And this is the first baby step on that way. Yes. And just also, we were I think we were really just using it for commentary purposes so that we could now say, wow, what a cool intro that was. Yeah, I mean, ours is so much better because it's ours and we it paid is. for it. We did. We paid like, an actual musician. He is an actual musician. He's a great musician. Incredible. The greatest, maybe. And you can find him on Spotify. And iTunes. Apple Music and iTunes. Uh, I think they're the or, same thing. <laughs> yeah, iTunes hasn't been around for a while, has it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, his name's Adam Dallin. Adam spelled the regular way. Dallin, D-A-L-L-A-N. He, uh, he likes prog rock and i'm probably doing him a big disservice by describing him in any way and he'd hate me for that but you should check him out yes go listen to his music and give him some of the downloads because that's that's what yeah. we're all in this game for or just send him some fan mail yeah send him fan mail here's his address <laughs> yeah god i would do that to <laughs> <laughs> uh, um is uh, adam's partner significant other anyone who's interested um, in the canonical lives of those around us. Yes, the rich tapestry of the lives we lead. Yeah. Um, For those, uh, the, the the left look lore. The lore heads. Uh, lore lemurs? Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> kind of on topic on, on sicking our fanatical fans on our friends. Um, yeah. The, did you see the Starbucks uh, people were these unions had closed down these stores, right? These strikes or uh, organizing Mm -hmm. activities. And the, the response from head office was to have mobile orders still work and people pay for them. So they'd go to pick up their mobile orders and then get in conflicts with these organizing workers. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, that's organized violence in my opinion, right? Like people should go to jail for that again. <laughs> nonsense. No one will, no one will see it any time over that, but that's you're you're orchestrating and organizing and inciting violence. And violence is the monopoly of the state. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You know none of the people that ordered ahead got there and took the side of the workers. Yeah. No none shit. of them. What would you? None of them I, went. Oh shit! This is a really shitty thing for head office to do to you guys. If I we went to Starbucks the other day when we met up for uh, Friendsgiving after Friendsgiving, yeah, and uh, I got a six dollar and fifty cent drink <laughs> with oat milk in it and brown sugar. If I had paid ahead of time six dollars and fifty cents for an oat milk coffee, and got there and it wasn't going to be made, I'd I'd forget all my morals and. Political <laughs> perspectives too immediately, right? Like, yeah, I, I'm, I see your point there. But if I could pay seven dollars and then see a Starbucks on strike, I would, I would be happy to see that. That's worth the price right. of admission. The glee from the striking workers probably would shake me back to reality, but <laughs> yes, I feel like an old man talking about how the nickel used to buy me gum and shit like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, it only gets better with age. Yeah. Yeah, we never really it, uh, had that, did we? Like a quarter, maybe? A quarter for like know. a bazooka uh, bubblegum? I guess. I guess that would be the equivalent. No, I remember buying double bubble for like pretty cheap. Like how cheap? They used to have those, um, they used to have quarter candy bags at the Ball Diamond. Oh. And at the corner store. Okay, so maybe not as far away as I thought. Price. Yeah, I remember it was, I was very young when it was a quarter. I remember later in my in my childhood it jumped to a dollar. Right. Which uh, I found out as an early age. <laughs> the true the true uh, nature farce of, of capitalism. Yes. That things only get worse and capitalize. They really do. The first letter of each word there. <laughs> I've been playing with I've I've been playing with like a maybe a slogan for the show. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
I think things only get worse as a contender. Another is summer is coming. Summer is coming is pretty good. Right? That's not bad. But that they're completely at odds with each other. <laughs> um, I'd That's like true. to just take a moment to note that I had to cough a little bit ago. And I, I turned down the Audacity recording. And I, I was really proud of myself. But I should have hit the Discord button too. But, you know, baby steps. Progress. <laughs> yes. As long as that recording is still running. Yeah. It's whatever. still going. Whatever happens is, is fine. I've been... It makes you feel any better. I didn't hear anything over Discord, so either you cut out at the right time or Discord's got your back. I, yeah. I kind of gave it, turn it away and gave it a little little girl cough. You know, I was scared of being <laughs> interruptive. I want to hear the little disruptive. girl cough now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. The, uh, I uh, I have a bit. I'm segueing because I just uh, emasculated myself in that manner. Yeah, yeah take us uh, away. We were talking last week about nukes against ships, and mm. I uh, I happened to see a Reddit post uh, yesterday about this heavy cruiser, the USS Salt Lake City, which was sunk as a target ship, 130 miles off the coast after off of California, two years after being hit by two nuclear bomb blasts. So, my point is. <laughs> Ships can survive nuclear bomb blasts. They're they're like steel containers, and the heat waves over them really quickly and dissipates almost as quickly. It's really only the radiation sickness that will get you, as I yes. said last time. <laughs> so, and so those sailors will die, but not in any <laughs> amount of time that disrupts their sailing activities. Yeah. The invested capital will be fine Yeah, of the ship. I, they can make it back to port. I don't know why I was so invested on being right about that. I'm going <laughs> to guess autism, right? Like, if I'm fucking picking a, a reason. Yeah. But uh, I needed to finish that. And right. I'm glad it's done now. Yeah. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I mean, I'm I'm still not 100% convinced, but there is definitely a much stronger argument against me than I realized. Cause I, I yeah, who really know what, what this article means by nuclear blast? You know, was it... Was it tickled by it? Was it right in the middle of it? Yeah, how no, close? the nuke hit it. How there are videos. Are there are videos of the ships out in the Pacific Ocean and the, the Americans making their men, uh, you know, crouch on the deck and put their hands over their heads, and the bomb blowing up and the water washing over them and shit like that, right? Oh, like, yeah. So, the ship can survive a nuclear bomb, right? I don't know. It sounds like another moon landing, if you ask me. <laughs> what I'm, would I'm explain. partial to. I'm partial to the moon landing conspiracy because that, in fact, means capitalism lost the uh, space race. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, but I mean, maybe the Russians were faking it too. Nah. The uh, there's. There's, I've listened to the video, sorry, the audio of the, uh, the first spaceman dying in space and cursing everybody in the space. Uh, I, there's no way that's faked. That guy <laughs> definitely died. And then they also killed a bunch of dogs, like just like really impersonally. Yeah. And I don't well, think you, the Americans were jumping to that as quite as quickly. Start. I think they copied that off them. You gotta start somewhere, and if you have to start by killing dogs, then hey. I mean, I get that. As far as I'm concerned, they won with Sputnik. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. First one out, but you know nobody agrees with that. First one to the moon is a, a really compelling argument because it's there. It's always been there. It's the moon. Come on. Yeah, we're not there anymore. Once you get a thing in orbit, you're gonna get to the moon. It's not that much <laughs> further. I disagree. There different tasks monumentally they are totally different tasks but i mean you know the, the the degree of difficulty you know you look at trying to get from a thing out to mars like yeah no dang. you're, you're really you're, you're you're right the degree of difficulty isn't that much because once you're out you just got to shoot it out the right way to get to the moon right like yeah mm -hmm. i guess i played kerbal space program i know a <laughs> bit about getting to the moon that's surprisingly easier than it fucking you know, touts itself as Kerbal Space Program. Really? Yeah. I you just kind of, you kind of eyeball it. 
No. You get there most of the time. No. <laughs> there is there is a shocking uh, testament in that game for just trial and error. That game will absolutely <laughs> let you grind every bit of your face against a wall until that wall is dust. And you will eventually <laughs> get some, like, the millionth, the, the billionth participant. You will get them to Mars, and they might not come back. Or, you know, the Mars equivalent. I never got anybody back. But I always got to my, uh, the moon. It's no problem. <laughs> whatever they called it in that game. The, the loon or whatever. Yeah. I think I got to the moon, but not back. And then I was so distraught by my uh, stranded Kerbals that I just haven't picked it up since. <laughs> or I've done just satellites. <laughs> just computers. No man left in space. No Kerb a, left in space. It's a great game. Mm-hmm. They really maintained it too. Like, it's still being updated after, well, like maybe ten years now. Yeah, jeez, I don't know when it came out. Let's take a look. This is now the video game podcast. <laughs> no, this is still a left look. You know, a left look at video games. Yes. <laughs> um, I feel like that's what we. Uh, provide really it's uh a an insight into a socialist left look of uh, ontario which is a vassal state of america nobody's listening listening to this concurrently right we're like for the history books maybe some (laughs) professor will dig us up one day and mock us ceaselessly yeah came out 2015 so ah sorry i didn't mean to push that bit off farther than it could have no, no, I was just comedic time. Yeah, yeah we're a left time. we're a left look at everything. Yeah. And uh, and what are we what are we looking at this week? I don't know. Um, I'm going to start with Alex Jones, right? Good Alex call. Jones is in the news. Yes. Uh, he was ordered to pay uh, 964 million dollars, and he already had uh, 40 million dollars against him. So. He owes a billion dollars was the headline mm-hmm. right that that everyone saw yes and i uh I happen to have taken damages and not failed that class and so i I know something about this, and the entire court system is like trying to pull the wool over your eye when da- it comes to damages. They're very conservative people. they think only in terms of dollars and cents, and feelings do not ma- matter to them. If you can't show them damages, they're basically like, fuck you, right? Okay. And so um, basically all these damages that were awarded against Alex Jones were in the category punitive damages. And uh, there's a statutory maximum uh, in the state. I think it was Connecticut. Don't quote me off the top of my head. But I looked it up because I knew there would be a statutory maximum. There's a statutory maximum everywhere for punitive damages. Do you know what it is uh, where Alex Jones lost? Uh, uh, is it a billion? You should guess. <laughs> uh, five million? Ooh, that's a good guess. What do you got, DJ? Oh. <laughs> he did say a billion. I did I did say a billion. It's a yeah. reasonable guess, but just your tone makes me think it's $300. What? Oh. Three, let me say it again, $100 Connecticut punitive state damages maximum. Of course, it has uh, legalese around it that says, you know, if the circumstances provide, then blah, 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 right? But, like, basically, uh, that is just carte blanche to the appeals court that this will inevitably rise to, right, to uh, decrease that by significant, significant amounts, right? Yeah. And usually... Actually, almost always, uh, punitive damages like this, where there is a moral outrage, are decreased somewhere in the ninety to ninety-eight percent range, right? Like, huh? Anyways, so that is why I titled this bit: "The United States and most nations still don't understand how punitive damages work. It's a trap, 
right? They want the jury to pour all this money into what they think is a moral outrage because they don't care, right? They don't care what your moral outrage is. They care about dollars. They care about cents. They care about what kind of damages you inflicted on their business, what kind of income you prevented them from getting, right? Like, that's judges are heartless fucking people, right? And uh, they're trying to trick you on top of that. <laughs> right. Okay, so... What's the gain there? For who? For, for you know, if they if they make a big show of these punitive damages and then it doesn't really amount to anything, what's the point? What do you think uh, could be gained from it? Nothing. Oh, I feel like they could get more money if they just said, hey, f- f- uh, you know, up yours, pay me. <laughs> what, you, what you actually gain is simultaneously a system that dissipates or lets the air out of... Uh, moral outrage from the community and at at the same time protects the most virulent the most fascistic elements of corporate society like almost completely right it is a sword and shield against the proletariat yeah okay so i've got a question also at least one does that mean that he did effectively do a billion dollars worth of damage to these people's lives no, like, the tr- the jury just gets to assign what the damage was, right? Oh, okay. So and nobody's punitive. gone through this with like a pen and a paper and like tried to tally it up. It's just but they it's... will, they will soon, right? Like, and oh, okay. uh, there's boy, there ain't no way those people can show a <laughs> billion dollars worth of damages, right? right? Even if every one of them was working engineer jobs every year that they couldn't do because of the fucking PTSD that shook them to the core, right? Twenty five of them, right? Uh, since Sandy Hook happened 10 years ago or whatever, that's still only like $10 million or whatever, right? At the end of the year, at the end yeah. of that. 10, 20, $50 million. I don't know what exactly where it would end up, but. Yeah, but it wouldn't. It probably it's not a billion. $100 million mark. No, definitely. Right. Definitely. Hmm. DJ, do you have a question? D- no, that just sucks. We're going back and forth here. All right. I do have one yeah. more. Okay, yeah, hit yeah. me. So is he likely going to end up, like, if this goes through all of the appeals courts, etc., is he just going to have to pay 300 bucks? He dime. He will pay nothing. Nothing? He'll do nothing. He'll do some time in, uh, in jail for his own uh, publicity, uh, for uh, the stunt that he pulled on air. The... The court was reading out the verdict that he owed this billion dollars, right? Uh-huh. And these these people are weeping in the courtroom, and Alex Jones live-streamed it to be like, these bitches ain't getting nothing, right? <laughs> Paraphrasing, right? And he's correct, right? Because now what he's going to do is he's going to get uh, either threatened with imprisonment or imprisoned for, uh, what's the uh, word, uh, contempt of court, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Because that's exactly what that was, and he knew that's what it was. And then, you know, it'll probably be pled down and dismissed. Uh, and then uh, they'll go. it'll go to appeals, and the, the money against him will be de- uh, reduced dramatically. But that won't matter at all, because he's just going to move his assets, right? He's going to give them to somebody else, and they're just going to hold them and hide them, right? And he's going to be like, fight me again. Fuck you, right? Because that's the world we live in. Huh. Can't we just execute him? <laughs> well, granted, uh, this is an American case, but you know, yeah. So, as a vassal yeah. state, yeah, as a vassal state, uh, I am once again pleading for the Commonwealth to unite as a federation, so that we have the power to fucking, you know, assassinate figures like this once in a while and not fucking give a damn. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The Socialist Republic of Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, and India. The crown has its honor to think about, right? We're going to be allies with fascists. Can't have it. <laughs> Man, I wish you could be in King Charles' ear. Thank you. Like a little Grima worm tongue. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that less. Yeah, I'm a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only figure I could think of. Uh, it's funny you should say that because I um, there's right now there's the Prime Video Lord of the Rings thing going on, right? Yeah, the Rings of Power. Yeah, and uh, 
Sauron, I I gave up a couple episodes ago. It was terrible. But Sauron is supposed to be in it, right? And uh, he's supposed to be uh, the 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 Lord of Gifts. What's his name? Anatar. I think it's Anatar. And he's supposed to be the most beautiful being in all of existence uh, up till then, right? And uh, the way that he works as evil in this time period of Lord of the Rings lore is that he whispers in to this like superman race called the Numenorians, and he mm-hmm. whispers the, into their ears that they uh, should worship the false gods and the dark gods and give up on the Valar who gave, gifted them this like Atlantis paradise and eventually he succeeds and then the the real gods destroy their homeland in like a, a tidal wave nice. yeah sucked into the ocean well really just the one god the one Valar I think the ocean Valar I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly. Hmm. Yeah, I can say for certain it's been ages since I read the Silmarillion. Yeah, it's so worth the read, though. But also, easily accomplishable to get the same information is there's YouTube videos out there that are like 15 minutes long that are like, what's in the Silmarillion that pretty much have it all. Like, But, you know, if you have the time, worth the read. If you're a nerd, give it a shot. (laughs) <sighs> I won't yeah. be reading it. My dick's way too hard for that. That's funny. <laughs> well, hard for Alex Jones? No, just in general. Too hard for reading. Reading. Full stop. Okay, like you can't focus? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What I if kind of regret I, saying that, but I'll... Could I, could I recommend, like, erotica? I feel like that oh, would yes. go well with... Sorry, I jumped on that too quickly. What? He was recommending erotica, and I was <laughs> ready to, you know, ingest. Suggest. You have ingest. Su- oh. So you're Take not going to recommend me some erotica? I was hoping DJ would. I was just, you know, excited. Oh, uh, oh what's a good one? Um, uh, Dragons in Time. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I'll check it out. I'm going to give it a miss. <laughs> gets really saucy in the second act okay um that's all i got yeah one's enough i was gonna just start making stuff up but hey go for it my sister recommended a book series to my aunt because they both have a i think they're called kobos the uh the screen readers yeah Um, yeah but uh apparently she hadn't finished the series yet but was just in love with the series, and then uh, my aunt uh, outstripped her in the series. Uh-huh. And apparently, in the later in the later books, it just becomes absolute smut. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so my aunt was like, "Quite the book you recommended me." And I was like, "Jeez, that's so funny." Nice, my sister. What a use her name. Whatever, first name. Fucker. Yeah, I guess that's the uh, the downside of a series is it can it can twist in any direction it wants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, and it's and yep. I yep. got nothing to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> I just see these long empty lines of space I should have filled, so I'm just gonna ramble. Um, if you want, you know, what, what's, whatever. What's the French up to in Iran, huh? Or where, well, what were had... they up to? I had my own segue for it, but you know. No, I, we were done talking. <laughs> That's what you've you actually, think. You've Who's... actually jumped two bits there, too. Oh, I didn't know. realize they were in any particular order. You well, have to follow Jacob's plan to <laughs> the letter. No, no. I explained in the beginning that I want to talk about the French bringing Ayatollah Khomeini in, but the only way to do that reasonably that people will care about is to talk about something that's going on in the news, right? Yes. And so where I really wanted to start the story was farther back even than that, though, which is that I saw a meme the other day, which was uh, Ukrainian soldiers trying to march a, a giant Putin off a cliff. And then yeah. beside them, uh, young Iranian women students trying to march the current Ayatollah off the, off a similar <laughs> cliff. Okay. And it said, and the caption said, 2022 is the year that tyrants fall. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm, gl- 
I'm glad we're laughing because I just want to clear up for everybody that's listening. Uh, actually, I gotta I gotta slow down. The Ayatollah ain't fallen. I can say that, but I'm gonna slow down about Putin because huh. uh, there uh, there's some things that uh, a, a, apparently when Brezhnev died or whatever, or uh, there was some disputes in the later communist governments uh, about leadership. Right. They would play for the public uh, Swan Lake. And uh, it was just this eerie only thing on the TV was Swan Lake, right? And uh, that's how the public knew that there was a leadership contest going on, right? Behind, behind closed doors, right? And, that's pretty uh, cool. It is pretty cool. It's very Soviet too, right? It's very uh, cloak and dagger shit. Yeah. But um, the... Uh, there started to be graffiti of Swan Lake apparently all o- all over Russia, which is like, you know, it's time for someone else to try, right? Is basically the message behind oh. it. Yeah. But I, I, at the sa- as as I say that, as I report that to you, Putin ain't fallen. It's just not happening. He gets at least this winter uh, a crack at it. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, the way campaigns work. You don't you don't dismiss the general before the year is out. That's nonsense, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless unless shit's really hit the fan, but uh, I don't think it's that bad yet. Anyways, I'm gonna keep plowing on because I gave all all the good bits away. So I gotta get back to the bit. Sure. Yeah. The get Iranian, back on those rails. The Iranians, right? The Iranian re- uh, revolts that are happening right now over the. Uh, the head coverings, the hijabs, um, those are mostly led by students, female students is what I can tell. Mm-hmm. And th- they've been met with zero resistance so far because they don't want to crack down violently on female students, right? Yeah. But to, there's reporting, serious reporting all over the Western world, so right, all over the Western world right now, which says uh, this threatens uh, Iran and it could topple Iran, right? Just ridiculous in my opinion the uh, the revolutionary guard in iran is massive and like makes the stasi and like other secret police forces uh, of uh, tyrannical governments around the world just look you know small and mm-hmm. not a part of society by comparison right they are religio familial tied into society everyone has a cousin who's in the uh, revolutionary guard you know what i'm trying to say right um, and they're fanatics, uh, all of them, and they would, like, maybe not all of them, but the core cadre of them would butcher these schoolgirls if they came to actually threaten the Iranian government, right? Which mm. they do not in any way, shape, or form, right? No. Especially over something as trivial as a fucking head covering, right? Jesus. Yeah, that's not gonna, that's not gonna affect anything at the end of the day. Yeah, no. I uh, mean, sh- like, okay, sure, maybe they get, maybe they get, you know, uh, their strict, their strict clothing laws or religious laws are dialed back a bit. What's gonna happen to the government? Yeah. It ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I agree. And even if they don't bend and the uh, the protests increase, right? What what are the protesters gonna do? One. They're mainly women in a like a very repressive society, right? Mm. And two, they don't have any weapons. They have nothing, right? Like, just yeah. ain't gonna work. Yeah, that army ain't conquering anything. Yeah, unless they, I don't know, storm the armory and uh, the, 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 the the palace and uh, yeah. the chamber of whatever and. <laughs> What else did the French revolutionaries do uh, to blockade oh. the main street and sing a song? And uh... oh, the the French revolutionaries, the uh, sorry, the what the what year was that? What eighteen something? Yeah, the uh, the commune. How did the commune do? Jesus, that's no good. I I don't ever ever want to be involved in a commune project. The end of that story is we all get butchered by soldiers, right? Yeah. Like, that sounds like a pretty good way to go, though. Nope. I uh, I want to go old, uh, you know. Sad. Well-respected, <laughs> having lived a life of many pleasures, 
maybe with someone's mouth wrapped around my member, <laughs> happy. Yes. Content. <laughs> that would be that would be quite a death. But I will get sucked off. <laughs> hey, yeah, the, uh... I don't really see anything happening in Iran. I would like to see like a little bit of liberalization, though. Not like in an economic sense, but just uh, yeah, roll back in a social cars. sense. Yeah, they can afford know. to. I, I think there will be, but it won't be now. Uh, it's too much is dependent on the Ayatollah in that system, and so I. I think it's just going to be a dice roll. Hmm. Uh, From my knowledge, it is a it is a system kind of built off of oppression. Yeah, like once they give a little bit, it's that's no, true. I don't know. Yeah, what else it's could they like, have? No, it, but DJ I think is getting at is it like if you only use oppression, then once you fucking give a little bit of kindness, then the people will just rise up against you. And, like, the greatest example of that is, like, Romania, right? Like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the Romanian government wasn't strong enough anymore, and then they, they like, ate that fucking President uh, Antonescu or whatever his name was and his yeah. wife. And so, uh, yeah, no, I agree with DJ. That's, that's a good criticism. Point. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't And you look at the neighbors, too, you know, the... the the countries around Iran and it's more of the same really you know I even know. if the, even if the government does you know even if there is a weakening of governance what's going to happen the, your friends on the border are going to look and go oh a chance yeah. aha <laughs> let's let's get the the uh, Iran is the I always get this mixed up they're the Shia yes. government I think so. Surrounded by Sunni? It's one way or the other. I get a mix yeah, up. Yeah. Well, regardless, they're they're in a they're in a they're in a difficult spot. They're not actually in a difficult spot. And uh, their spot grows stronger by the day, in my opinion. The Shia I think it's Shia. I'm going with Shia. I think the, so too. The Shia strain extends through Iraq and into Syria and Damascus, right? And so if the Iranians uh, could capitalize on something that's happening right now, like the, uh, the Americans uh, reassessing their relationship with the Saudi Arabians, because mm-hmm. the Saudi Arabians are their, uh, the Iranians' only rival in that area, right? Uh, and the Saudi Arabians actually are probably even dominant right now because they uh, have the ability to keep the Iranians from dominating Iraq and Syria, right? Which are their uh, historical places to dominate right when the iranians are organized they go out and conquer iraq and then after they get done with that they go to syria yeah getting in that persian empire it's it's (laughs) all it's always what it's been right and uh that they can't do it now when they're fanatically organized shows that there are great forces at work uh at all times keeping that at bay Right, and it's the American Empire and their forces located in the UAE and uh, Bahrain and things like that. Right? Israel, Israel. Yeah, I saw just this is an aside. Somebody mentioned that they were going to turn Ukraine into another Israel, and they said it like it was a good thing. Yeah, that's the quiet part out loud. I saw it that yeah. as a. It's so so fucking gross. Fantastic. And, it's what leftists have been saying about the NATO expansion east forever, right? That, that it's not just a shield, right? It's it's a shield is a weapon. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to get at. You can bash somebody with a shield. You can threaten somebody with a shield. Yeah. Right. And the defensive network limits Russia's political options, right? If violence is off its t- uh, table, then its economic uh, options are severely limited. As a pow- as a great power, right? And so yeah. it is a threatening action. It is encirclement. And it always has been, right? And uh, the part of the the mind games, the word games that you, the U.S. plays is is part of that offensive action. But yeah, we could probably do a whole episode there, but uh, we'll steer it the back Russian, on track. Or the Russians? Uh, no, I'm 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 off the rails. We'll come back to Khomeini. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the uh, the Russians have a, a doctrine 
uh, and it's cute that it's called uh, perpetual war or infinite war. I, it uh, it translates to, and uh, it's what they understand as uh, war or fourth generation war or something like that, which is that uh, in the world post 1945, post uh, uh, atomic, right? That because uh, units can't take the field against each other anymore without escalation there needs to be a constant vibration a constant uh thrumming up against your rivals you know the shadow war needs to become much more intense right to let off that steam is the uh basically the official doctrine and to accomplish any of your political goals as well <laughs> right that's their official doctrine and i say that's fucking cute because that's been like i don't know the marching orders of the Americans since they were incepted and the British Empire before that, right? Like, I always say that's how the British do politics, right? They're mendacious, they lie to everybody, they always advance their position, things like that. And the Russians are just now in their military have it as official doctrine, right? If it actually was official doctrine, you'd never say it, right? You'd never speak <laughs> it. Anyways, sorry. Yeah. No, that is, no. Interesting look at how conflict has changed in the last hundred years. I mean, you look at any power throughout history, if you're not constantly expanding, if you're not appeasing your populace, then you're stagnating. Yeah. If you're not growing, you're dying. But anyways, Jacob. Oh, sorry. Unless, well, I mean, (laughs) culturally expanding. That's true. Sorry, where were we? I don't know. DJ was saying my name. I thought he had a question. No, I was just going to say, hey, what's going on in Iran? Because you didn't really... I'm off the rails. Yeah, You were off the rails, but the rails ended. Like, you're off the rails, rails ended. I ran all the way down the stairs for this bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Oh no, he has virtual support. Oh no, he's unstoppable now. Um, I just I found out recently that the uh, while I was doing my digging, uh, based on that meme I was talking about the little girls marching the Ayatollah off the cliff, Hmm. and I found out that they are little girls. There's there's they're students. They're teenagers or young twenties. Those are little girls. Right. Right. Okay. Um. But whatever. Um, You're doing your digging. The uh, the Khomeini guy, I, the first Ayatollah of Iran, the first religious, you know, chief executive officer, uh, was. I don't know. Kept as like a pet, like a reserve nobleman that the the French kept around, just in case. And uh, one day when the, the Shah, the previous government of Iran, was not looking too hot, they were like, we should, uh, we should put our religious fanatic in and see if we can destabilize this entire area. Because if we could create a, a power in the area and destabilize world politics, perhaps we could create the opportunity for France to rise as the global em- uh, leader again. Mm-hmm. Right? Just ridiculous nonsense. And I... Uh, I wanted to talk about it because it feels very ant-like to me, you know, like this <laughs> this ant hill. I should have known. You knew it was coming. I did uh, not. This little ant hill. France is the perfect ant hill because Paris actually like enforces its culture over the rest of the country, right? Like it. There's all, all these uh, um, dialects that like try to keep rising up in France, and that the French government viciously keeps them down, right? Because mm-hmm. the the anthill that is Paris reigns supreme in that country, right? Oh. But anyways, I, I really like thinking about these Parisians just keeping this fucking religious fanatic in a room somewhere with, like, you know, all the, the French niceries, fineries, right? That the, the French feel they have to because they're muttering nonsense into the air like all ants do. And then one day they're like... Aha, we could we can send this guy, his pheromones will work and maybe he can uh lead the populace in a way that's not good for them, but you know, 
could be good for us. <laughs> Just so crazy to me. So crazy. And it the the name of the plan also felt very ant like to me it's called the carter plan i didn't look into that at all but you just know that there was just some middling bureaucrat some middling officer who was just like so proud of that disgusting world conquering plan that was like yeah i gotta put my name on that motherfucker right i'd be <laughs> i'd be so wary to have my name anywhere within a million leagues of a plan like that right i would come up with a plan like that that's very yeah. me it's but like it's a shame too because your last name really does like lend itself to the word plan being after it. Flanagan a plan. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but the Flanagan Flanagan a plan would I'm uh, a public figure. Yeah, that's true. The Flanagan it's like a some sort of Irish plot almost. Yeah. I need a crickets button. <laughs> uh, I well I, I don't like my name. It's very peasanty. But there was one Flan I discovered recently who was a king in Ireland. Really? The High King of Ireland, Flan. Nice. <laughs> Just yeah. Flan? The, the High King. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you. I thought that was cool too. Uh, <laughs> I am the High King. I smoke weed every day. Um, but, you know, I uh, also learned shortly after that that he has his name has no connection to mine whatsoever. Flan and Flanagan have no connection to each other. That's mm. usually how it goes. Yeah. Irish is a stupid language. I'm glad I don't speak it. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of other people share your sentiment because it is disappearing. Yeah, I thought it was wiped out. No, nope, It was wiped out. No, it was wiped out. And then the Irish have just brought it back through academics. It's, mm. it's rebirthed. It's like the Tasmanian tiger or whatever, you know, like uh, woolly mammoths. Yeah. The same with Welsh. The last Welsh woman died. The last woman who could speak Welsh organically died in like 1898 or 1907 or something like that. And then uh, it came back like a couple decades after that. Good on them, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love That's to see the, the English state fracturing. Yes. No, that's the Commonwealth at work. That's not the English state fact fracturing. That happened well within the Empire, right? And encouraged, too. Yeah, but I, I, it was in the news recently. I think Wales wants to withdraw the title Prince of Wales. Well, I would, too. Have you ever heard the story of how the Prince of Wales title came to be? Yeah, some Welsh prince got butchered. Now, better than that. the The King of England offers him the title the Prince of Wales and perpetual peace and partnership and all these things. Mm. And then where he's going to be crowned, I think it's the castle's called Carnarvon or something like that, is uh, he butchers him there. You oh, yeah. guess the end of the story correctly. And instead names his son the Prince of Wales. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I'm pretty sure that also was the... Uh, the king who is seen in Braveheart, Edward the Longshanks, but there I'm I'm stretching the end of my knowledge. That could be wrong. Hmm. Sounds possible to me. Yep. Just that lump them up. all in to the people who screwed up the English Isles. <laughs> yes. The monster. Just it was all one guy. Would the English Isles be better if there was like six or seven really strong regional nationalities that competed for dominance among one another that's a better there, timeline to you there were weren't there there were there aren't today <laughs> yeah what what if today with ak-47s and grenade launchers and c4 and shit like that there was the kind of hostility that we see on the uh north irish border intensified by a few degrees but in six or seven locations throughout the british I uh, isles Brutal. No Sounds thanks, like a damn problem. Opinion. I uh, I give up. <laughs> yeah. I give up my claim to Irish heritage and instead will speak the English language just gleefully. That's fine with me. Yeah, I mean, I think we've all given up all of our heritages at this point. Nickels, English as fuck. Yeah, but what do I do with that? I don't eat uh, shitty food. My teeth are fixed. 
<laughs> um, been there like I don't know twice. Been there more than I have. I guess. Been there but more than what? most Canadians, <laughs> I dare say. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll reclaim my English heritage and go back there while their economy is imploding. Yeah, go on, go reclaim the throne. <laughs> it's not. They're gonna it's be not fine. Charles's for a while. What? what? Isn't it? He's not. He doesn't get coronated until next year. Oh. Yeah, there has to be a, a time of mourning. Oh. So there's just no head of government. No, he's the head of government. He's the uh, the king elect or the king. In regent. regent? Something. No, there, not there regent. Is, there's an epithet. It's not regent. Yeah. Hmm. I read recently that he uh, has. Uh, whether or not it was his idea, I, I, it was probably the idea of a committee or something. But he's taking the claim, but he's scaling back the coronation quite extensively uh, mm. to reflect modern sensibilities. <laughs> it's probably to, a good idea. I don't know, probably to reflect modern resources. Uh, yeah, uh, that's basically what it meant. There's this great scene in the Crown. Speaking of the Prince of Wales, mm. where. Uh, the crown on netflix the series i'm talking about uh where they're talking about crowning uh, charles as prince of wales in the 60s or whenever that happened right right and the the current government is led by socialists guy named harold wilson and he's talking to the the administrators the people who run her majesty's government right and Mm. uh they're like well as always we suggest that we change nothing from the previous uh crowning of the uh, previous Prince of Wales in uh, the year of 1910, right? And they're mm-hmm. like, well, what would that involve? And they're like, uh, a 21-gun salute by 10 heavy cruisers off the coast of Wales, three full divisions, a couple cavalry regiments, right? Just like the <laughs> height of imperial splendor, right? During yep. the fucking 60s. And you can just yeah. see this socialist being like, there's no way I'm paying for that, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I. Uh, it's probably the uh, the same reasoning, except for uh, external pressures as opposed to uh, political ones. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I hate the most about World War One and Two. They completely destroyed our uh, inherited wealth and our ability to put on a really cool parade because of it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I thought that would get a laugh out of you. I don't. I don't agree at all. I think parades have come a long way since the days parades of empire. Parades are AIDS now. There's nothing cool in them because there's nothing military in them. Everyone you... feels weird about it. No, man. Balloon technology has come so far. Uh, and dare I say the marching band has just become such an integral part of of every parade. Oh, yeah. The civilian marching band is way better than the military one because they can play the hits. And I watched... The saxophone exists now. <laughs> That's true, too. I watched like an hour of uh, Queen Victoria's Diamond Jubilee, uh, which is like, you know, her celebrating how many years on the throne or whatever. Yeah. But, um, there, they had a parade uh, for it, right? And I watched an hour of this colorized event because they had a, a little troop, right? Like a little section of each nationality of the empire like march through and it went on for an hour and there was only like two lines for every nationality right that was so cool yeah so cool i think my grandfather was in one of those little detachments for the queen's coronation that's cool i think he was either in the parade or he got to see it i don't remember i wasn't sure from what i dug up but yeah Mm -hmm. very cool i mean there's a pretty big difference between those two things but uh Still I cool, mean, for sure. He got invited cool. to London to see the Queen get her hat put on, so. Ah, uh, to have a hat that makes you strong. Right. That gives you plus one authority. <laughs> <laughs> While everyone else is at zero, yeah. Yeah. All right, so. All right, what do you want to finish with? I don't know. Do we want to talk about... Should, um, should we rip on the Freedom Convoy? Oh, yeah. Do do your Freedom Convoy bit. I don't have a bit. I just... 
What on earth are they thinking? The convoyers? Huh? Yeah. It's over. Well, you won. They, they were no thinking about freedom. You won. <laughs> Sorry, what, DJ? I said, well, they were thinking about freedom. They, <laughs> they were. But they have no idea what that means. They think uh, they do. They have a rough outline of the, the thing. I, uh, I don't know. They complain so much about the event, and, like, everyone left of, like, I don't know, Stephen Harper just, like, bent over backwards throughout that whole thing to advocate so strongly that none of those people were touched by any of the police, right? Because it's the leftist position that if you use uh, police violence against uh, uh, gathered conservatives, crowds of reactionaries, right, that that is like just going to be bad for your movement, right? Like mm -hmm. they're going to use that way more often against you than you can use that against them, right? Yeah. Uh and so I forget where I was going. <laughs> but and so we're spending all this time and energy trying to prove oh, the cops right. didn't do anything. Yeah, no, we're one we're defending cops, which I got no business doing, right? Uh and two, we're uh defending them from people that really I would have loved to sick the cops after, right? But, like, instead, we had these cops march out and stare these people down in the cold, right? Or and then sh and then shift out every eight hours until the uh, the other people just gave up, right? Well, that, there, there was they just went to hang no out with violence. them. The cops were, like, there, like, yeah, you guys have the right idea. This is cool. Keep it up. No, we put them under siege at the end of that. That was what happened there, right? Like at we the end put of it. people Yeah. We boxed them in tighter and tighter and tighter and uh we rotated people out that we were paying to be there in temperatures and conditions that were inhumane to be out in, basically. Yeah. Right? That that is nothing but a siege. Yeah, not to mention that the the like the folks caught in it were probably in a worse situation like literally under siege in the year 2022 or the 21 the non-protesters i agree right and uh that's what the inquiry that is currently going on about the this freedom convoy is about right because that's where the failure is that uh what happened at the end to have to clean up that uh that protest without resulting to like just naked violence was uh, disruptive and uh, traumatic to those civilians in there, right? And mm -hmm. uh, just, like, unable to be accounted for, unable to be made up for monetarily, too, right? It, it just shouldn't have happened. It, it shouldn't have been able to grow like a cancer like that. It should have been broken up with sharper violence earlier on, you know? Like, once it well, grows to a certain size, you can't just sick your, your cops on them because that yeah. is... And they, they, they had every opportunity, too, when the whole movement was beginning out west. Yep. They had every opportunity yes. to, 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 you know, hey, break it up. This sounds a little this sounds a little fascist. Uh, yep. You're not bringing your trucks into the city. Yeah. No, they sir. Like a week's worth of early warning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they just yeah. sat on their hands and did nothing. While they, yeah. you know, they probably thought, oh, yeah, just like Julian said, they were probably thinking, yeah, these people have the right idea. Let's just not do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Reactionaries always get such leeway from the government. It's so ridiculous, in my opinion. They're all, they're the most at risk to topple your government. What are <laughs> leftists gonna do, right? Like most well, of us are so scared of power, right? Yeah, yeah. What, what like what are we gonna do? Uh, sing outside Parliament for reform? Yeah, yeah. Leftists and, only. And, and you know, you sorry, Jacob. You know the second. You know the second. Any any little like pocket. Any little group of leftist uh, idealists do that jailed right away yeah oh yeah like jailed is the be their best outcome right met with state violence is how i would fucking describe oh yeah it. I, mean, I mean jailed after you have all your teeth knocked out of course exactly <laughs> yeah right? with like, a tear gas canister i always like to think about how uh how the uh jan 6 riders like not to mix apples and oranges here but i'm going to how uh, the jan six riders enough. yeah it's close enough the jan six riders would have been met if they were leftists right <laughs> deaths in the dozens Machine oh yeah guns the in army the would have showed up right. 
absolutely, the army did show up eventually, but uh, not not as quickly as they would have shown up if they were black and left. Oh yeah, no, they would have been. There would have been blockades. There would have been friggin' uh, armored vehicles on the road. Personnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those to, attack dogs with titanium teeth. And yes. to me, the the grievances of the of the left are ten, fifteen, hundreds of times more real than the the grievances the the right has right the right's grievances are just our grievances and then co-opted with some racism and bigotry it's really yeah. all they got yeah their grief i don't know i would even say less their grievances are wham we can't do what we want wham <laughs> yeah that you're you're right they they only rely on leftist rhetoric so that they can become popular and then once they achieve that popularity they uh return to their vile fucking rhetoric right but uh, anytime their popularity is threatened, they, they return to leftist rhetoric. You know, the, the big corporations are out to get you. The top 1% are always fucking you. They're, they always want permanent war. They, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll always fall back on that once their popularity is threatened. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but uh, it, it will be interesting to see what this inquiry leads to because uh, uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of people in government are set to you know give testimony to give uh interview Hmm. i don't know i think the only thing that'll happen that uh will actually affect how the government does things is that uh there will be like i don't know some kind of consequences over that uh the invoking of the emergency powers yeah over that i uh, i felt that was fucking ridiculous right like the we the constitution that we have in Canada is already so weak, right? It already doesn't protect you at all. Mm-hmm. To invoke the Emergency Powers Act and to like just get rid of the farce that is already there is like pretty scary to me, right? Like, why do you need to take off the gloves when the gloves are just like little sheets of cotton? Right? <laughs> very very scary. The gloves have studs in them. Yes. <laughs> Uh, there's. I'm just gonna throw this out there because I think of it every time I hear the song. There is a Muse lyric on the latest album, uh, where they sing, "We want a revolution as long as we stay free." Yeah, and I think that sums up the uh, conservative movement very succinctly. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's probable that Muse has fallen to a liberal anarchist kind of a. Uh, revolutionary kind of view i don't know i haven't looked into it their songs are very appealing to my ear <laughs> uh, they're not only are they great musicians but i meant the content but uh you know i just can't imagine that you reach that kind of success and money and fame for that long without just buying into that kind of ideology completely I, yeah i think you're right in a sense and that like they don't actually meaningfully challenge any kind of power structure but yeah. this album... I mean, they're musicians. Come on. Yeah. Fair. Fair. <laughs> this album is all apparently just a joke. It's just a parody. They're like, hey, oh. remember when we used to make political music and like it kind of meant something? Now they're just making political music knowing everyone will take any message they want from it and it won't mean anything whatsoever. You Oof. know, that's really interesting because uh, I remember when they dropped that first single. Compliance? or Yeah, uh, with the music video. The one with all the masks, right? Yes, that wasn't compliance, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Uprising. I, they no. came out shortly, but but uh, just uh, just how how easily that could be latched. There was there was like a nothingness. There was a hollowness to yes. all of the lyrics and all of the imagery that was just it could be warped by any individual into being provocative and powerful for whatever it is they needed to get across. Yes, that sounds like compliance to me. Uprising is is good. It's their old shit right yes which it hurt to hear that playing at like the freedom march and when i saw that briefly, or, or whatever city <laughs> god yeah unfortunately media will be is easily warped by perspective mm-hmm. regardless of its uh you know true intention that might be a good episode topic actually I think you say that. we could dive we could we could get back into lord of the rings with that one yeah. <laughs> the, uh, actually, Lord of the Rings is right-wing propaganda. Um, the uh, 
but I love it all the same. Oh, see, see, that's of, what I'm talking about, though. <laughs> there's lots of great art, actually, that is is Reactionary. done by fascists. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what Dune, Herbert Spencer is like about as reactionary as you can get. I only call Lord of the Rings fascist passingly because uh, Tolkien was deeply Catholic and thought his work was uh, a devotion to his God, but that and you know the racism throughout but that's more <laughs> a product of the times yeah his god was ultimately liberalism he, you know he grew up in the times of empire well he lived in the times of empire right and then he's trying to build a world he can only build a world where races spring up and stay where they're they are right he can't move beyond the 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 chains of the world he lived in right like a like a george r, r. martin can because he has all the material to to go beyond that. He he has the giants to to stand on. Yeah. Anyways, we're at an hour. That's an hour, folks. Thank you for tuning in to Left Look, your favorite independent podcast from the Gatto Institute. This will hey. be uploaded before hey, hey, next Monday. Hey, 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 hey. More on hey, the ball. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, happy Hope Thanksgiving. It was good. Yeah. That's it. I just wanted to mention that this week. <laughs> no, Canadian Thanksgiving tradition. gets such a such a shitty end of the stick. <laughs> it really does. All right. Bye. See ya.